Learn how to get the most of your payments through simple, safe, and smart card transactions. Visit MasterYourCard.org forward slash Canada for tips to master small business security. Master your card with MasterCard Canada. Are you ready to plan for the future? Build the financial foundations for your business with Intuit QuickBooks Startup Foundations. Enroll in the online Startup Foundations workshop and receive a free one-year subscription to Intuit QuickBooks Online. Visit bit.ly forward slash Startup Foundations. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash Startup Foundations today to register for free. Here to give you a first-hand glimpse into the future of Canadian business, it's Rivers Corbett on the Startup Canada podcast. Welcome to the Startup Canada podcast, a show serving Canada's entrepreneurship community. On this show, we connect you with the most innovative and entrepreneurial movers, shakers, and change makers across Canada. With day-in-the-life stories and in-their-shoes experiences, we dive into the true grit of running startup and scale-up companies and those driving the entrepreneurial movement. The Startup Canada podcast show is a production of Startup Canada, the national rallying community for Canada's 2.3 million entrepreneurs. If you are a regular show listener, welcome back. If you're new to the program, hey, don't forget to subscribe to the show on iTunes and Google Play Music and visit startupcan.ca to connect with both your local startup community and to join Startup Canada to access training, resources, and a peer network to grow your success. I'm Rivers Corbett and entrepreneurship is part of my DNA. Whether it's building my own companies or helping other entrepreneurs build theirs, this is my lane. Want to connect after the podcast? You can find me at www.meetrivers.com. Ladies and gentlemen, not too long ago, we were at the SAS North Scale-Up Conference in Ottawa, where I got a chance to sit down with some amazing people. Today, I get to share with you my amazing interview with Dan Martell. Got to tell you, super excited to share this with you today. Let's check it out. Well, we're welcome back to the Startup Canada podcast show. And uh, like, I'm really excited about our next guest. Uh, Dan Martell has is, uh, is, uh, been a friend of mine for a while. I've admired from afar, but had the opportunity to have some pretty cool conversations. He's, uh, he's based out of Moncton, New Brunswick. So that kind of makes him one of those homegrown boys that uh, we all love to brag about. He's a Canadian entrepreneur, uh, founder of Clarity. Um, also co-founder of Flowtown, in the, and it goes founder of Spheric Technologies, mentor of 500 Startup Grow Labs, and he's hanging out at the SAS North Conference today. And, uh, you know, as I mentioned before, he's done all kinds of amazing things from being a mentor to advising, started, grown, and exited two companies now, and works as an advisor and mentor for other founders. And, you know, I could go on and on about Dan Martell. All you got to do is go Google him, and you're going to get all you need to know more than I can ever give you. But he's in uh, Ottawa now at the uh, SAS North Conference. I got him for about 15 minutes. He's then jetting off to come home. He's got a family waiting for him home in uh, in Moncton. Dan Martell, thanks, buddy, for being on the Startup Canada podcast show today. 
Rivers, thank you so much for having me, man. Really excited to be here. Yeah. So the SAS, the SAS um, uh, North Conference, you know, did, did, were you speaking today? I would imagine you got to be on stage at some level. I, at yeah, that conference. yeah, no, uh, I absolutely was right off. I uh, kicked it off in the morning. Um, it is an amazing event. Honestly, it's uh, probably the highest concentration of uh, SaaS, especially like business to business, SaaS subscription of service companies. And just uh, really, I don't know, it's like the, the teams and the founders are here learning and eating it all up and the community is really strong. Yeah. So when you, when you said it, when you started it all off, what were you talking about? What was the, what was the, the theme that really, I mean, it, it, it takes a special person to start off a conference. So what yeah, was the conversation? I mean, it's, it's, it's super neat. 1200 people here. And, uh, I asked myself, what's the thing that everybody should be talking about that they're not talking about. And for me, it's all about helping companies get more customers and increase the average revenue per user. So yes. I shared kind of uh, a framework for how to cr- use webinars to not only just deliver content, but to actually convert into customers. Uh, it's a framework called the winning webinar uh, system that I created. And uh, I had 30 minutes to, to try to, to shift some lives um, and convince uh, a lot of these founders that the, the one-to-one selling is great, but there's a better model uh, that also improves their cash flow. And how did they embrace that? Um, at the end of the day, to me, it's all about figuring out what's the content that's going to attract your ideal customer. And typically for whatever software product they've got, it's the three features that they do really well. You teach those things manually that cues things up for the listener to be opening to a way to do it 10 times faster. Usually the software, the innovation they're selling. And then you put together an offer using a framework called the turn, which, uh, makes allows you to sell without feeling salesy essentially you say hey i know a better way would you like to learn about it and they go absolutely tell us and then you just put together uh, an offer that just adds as much value as you can to the customer and you get people to pre-buy for one two sometimes three-year contracts so there's a stereotype that techie guys and i know you're a techie guy but you are the oddity in my mind can actually convey a value proposition in a way that people one understand it to gravitate towards it and three buy it um is there is that is it becoming more of a trend these days for for people in you know the SaaS world to say i want to get into that world yeah i think what's happening is that they've realized you know with products like slack and mailchimp mm. and, and these notables is that brand really matters and positioning messaging and kind of like design are all things that actually allow them to i mean the truth is that there's any market there to be had or if there's a product that's already doing well there's going to be competitors and the the way you're going to stand out today is actually learning how to communicate create value for your customer and try to get them to decide that you're the only solution for their problem yeah, very cool. Um, so I want to I want to uh, move on to Flowtown because that's where mm. really I first uh, came in connection with you. That was your is that your fair to say that was your first venture? I know it was your first public venture, but uh, was that your first one that that really took you on a cool journey? Um, yeah. So, I mean, that was my first venture back product. I did a right. consulting company prior to that called Spheric that I grew to, you know, 3.2 million in revenue out of month right. in at, at 20, as a 24 year old. But, um, yeah, Flowtown was, you know, this, you know, moving to San Francisco as an mm. East coaster, trying to see if any of my crazy water or crazy ideas would you know, <laughs> hold water and, uh, and building a product that got to kind of ramen profitability and then raising, you know, almost a million dollars for some of the top investors in the Valley and going on that crazy 
ride. But yeah, that flow town, I mean, I'm just, I've always been a builder of things that I need for myself. I mean, that's right. true for clarity.fm. That's true for right. all the, all the tools that most people have never heard of that I've built just cause I had problems. I wanted solutions. Yeah. So, and I want to, I want to talk about the journey from Moncton to San Francisco. And I know you've been mm -hmm. asked this a gazillion times, but this is the first time you've been on the Startup Canada podcast show and with an audience, national audience, actually an international audience. Moncton is the size, what is it? 110,000 people, one of the bigger cities yep. in New Brunswick. And uh, you, what's the message that you give to small town um, entrepreneurs who want to stay and live where they live? because they love it there, but still need to do what you did, which is kind of just put your cape on and, and go where the action's happening. Yeah, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of a, an oddity in the sense that I grew up in a really challenging environment and, you know, I got in a lot of trouble as a teenager, ended up right. in jail twice, almost took my life when I was 16. And, wow. you know, I just, went, as I got through that, I just decided that I was never going to waste the day. And yeah. I remember after I sold my company Spheric, I was thinking, you know, I've always read the blog posts. I hear about this place called Silicon Valley. Like, is it really that way? And, and I just had to answer that question. Like, am I playing as big of a game as I possibly could? Cause it's easy coming from a small town to actually be a big fish in a small pond. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, honestly, you know, I was lucky I had a mentor I reached out to and his feedback to me. Cause I felt like, you know, I'd be turning my back on the province. And he said, cause I'm the bit like, I'm Canadian. I'm from New Brunswick. I've showed more people <laughs> in the world where Moncton is on a map. I'm super proud. Uh, he said the best yeah. thing I could ever do for my province was go there and be successful and be an example. And the yes. neat part was within a five-year period, not only did I build Flowtown and exit that company, but when I started Clarity, I raised 1.6 million from like Mark Cuban and a bunch of other cool mm. investors. And I made them wire the money to TD Bank on Main Street, Moncton, New Brunswick. Brilliant, dude. Yep. Brilliant. <laughs> so that's kind of, that was, you know, full circle on that story. But um, yeah, yeah I, I think for every every founder, no matter where you're from, if you the best thing you do for your community is just try to be the biggest example of success, right? Be the lighthouse. Yeah, very very cool, ladies and gentlemen. It's that time where we need to take a very quick break. But we will be right back with more from our amazing guests. Stay tuned. As an entrepreneur, you're always looking for ways to work smarter, faster, simpler, and better. Grow your business your way with transformative tech like Microsoft Azure, Office 365, Windows 10, and more. Visit modernbiz.ca, that's modernbiz.ca, and see how Microsoft can help you run your business anytime, anywhere. Canadian-born business One by Sun creates and sells a unique collection of printed yoga mats, tote bags, pouches, and prints from original hand-painted designs to customers across Canada, the United States, and Australia. When their products are out for delivery, it's important for their customers to have total visibility to ensure their packages are delivered on time, no matter where their customer is located. UPS Canada helps customers track their shipments 24 hours a day, seven days a week, while co-owners Evangelina and Jamal can focus on growing their business. Join the UPS Small Business Program to get support on your unique supply chain needs. Plus, save 40% off shipping. Visit ups.com forward slash my business. 
Thank you to our sponsors. And we are back. I know that um, that one of your journeys was clarity.fm. And I, I just, a, just for a technical question, it now goes by just clarity. And I know you sold it and, and, and moved on to other things, but why, why, the, why did, they, did they drop off the .fm? Because that was the brand that really gave the recognition to it. Um, I, well, so the domain is still .fm. I think, you know, the portfolio, what happened is the company startups.co um, had a portfolio of products uh. and they just felt like the right. name um, was going to fit like that. But yeah, there, I mean, at the end of the day, the, the downside of, of exiting a business is you're always at the mercy of the choir. I honestly, that relationship continues to this day. The founder will, the CEO, we have dinner kind of like every couple, you know, a couple times a year. Nice. Uh, they've done great things with the product and I'm super proud, you know, you know, two and a half years later that it's grown, it's thriving and uh, they haven't messed it up because that's <laughs> usually the, the, the downside of, a, of an outcome. When you're looking at selling your businesses, do you uh, go through a thought process? Is there, you know, is there a, a, is there a sync here? Is there synchronicity here with the two brands that are coming together or the individuals? Or do you, or do you just say, you know what, I've done my job. I've gotten it to where it is. It's now your baby to take it to the next level. And you're okay with that. You're, you, you become emotionally detached with it once you, once you, once you sell it. Yeah. So I'll, I'll say that's a process. When I sold my company sphere, it, uh, you know, between you and I, it crushed me. Um, I think yes. a big part of my identity was built into the business. Mm. And I remember the day I woke up and nobody cared if I got out of bed and that, that yeah. literally, it was almost like losing a child, which sounds crazy as a 28 year old. I didn't, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was, it, I went through a little depression, which sounds ridiculous. Um, and, and then I kind of learned from that experience, went to Flowtown, and that was more of an economic outcome for my investors. And they right. kind of, you know, not screwed over our customers, but essentially integrated their, the product into their product and didn't make it available to the people that used it. Mm. So, so I think, you know, by the third time with Clarity, I kind of figured out like, these are the things I need to be true. And obviously I need to generate the highest return shareholder value, but I also needed to, you know, especially as a community in a marketplace, I need to honor those that were they're there early and, and kind of really provided the value that was captured in the exit. So I, I would say with Clarity, we were way more um, deliberate in understanding the values and the, strat the strategic direction of the acquire and made a decision based on that. Let's pivot over to you as an as an investor. In 2012, you were named Canada's top angel investor. Congratulations on that. Um, yeah, it's very cool. I love it. Uh, what do you? You know, I, I get I, I speak to angel investors. I talk to VCs, and I'm I'm always interested in you know what are they looking for that's the that gets people to first base with guys like you. Besides, yeah, so, the, yeah. besides, besides the normal, uh, Dan, what's the one thing that you, as Dan Martell, the man, the guy, the investor that says, I do it differently this way, if indeed there is something like that? The, I, I think for one uh, big thing is, is, is every time I interact with the founders, do I learn something? Right. That's interesting. That, that is, to me, if I don't feel like for whatever market they're in, domain experience, uh, mm. product that like they're teaching me stuff, honestly, that's, I mean, Rivers, again, the, 
that was the benefit of investing. Yes, there's an economic outcome if you do a, you know, not, I've done 37 investments, Intercom, mm. Unbounce, Hootsuite, uh, Get Around, uh, Udemy. So that, like, that's cool. But I will say the bigger benefit, because I'm a big fan of investing in yourself and mentorship is right. um, the return on knowledge from those mm. investments. So for me, Brilliant. I got to feel like I'm going to draw a jive with these founders and they're going to teach me cool stuff. That is very cool. So what's one of the best lessons you've learned from, uh, from the founder that you invested in? Oh, uh, there, honestly, I, I couldn't pick. It'd be like trying to pick a, you know, your favorite child, but, um, <laughs> okay, what's, yeah, cause they're all, they're all, they're all these strategies, right? Like from yeah. you to me, I really understood marketplace dynamics and, and, right. and uh, supply side driven growth, uh, from right. Hootsuite, I understood virality from, you know, um, intercom. I, I really learned a lot about product design and product interaction, um, you know, so like every one cool. of them kind of brought a different aspect to, and what's great is that I then now get to, you know, I've got a YouTube show with, you know, 150 some videos. Now I get to just yeah. share all those best practices back out on a weekly basis. Well, like each one of our kids, they're all different, aren't they? <laughs> exactly. Picking one would be really tough. Uh, really tough. Um, I know, uh, based on our research that you believe that you can only keep what you give away. Mm -hmm. Can you explain to our listeners what that means to you? Yeah. So again, when I was 17, got in a lot of trouble and eventually ended up in a place called Portage, which is a, you know, therapeutic community rehab center for teenagers. And one of their beliefs is no matter what you want, you have to give it away. So if you want love in your life, you got to give love. If you want sobriety, you got to give sobriety, you got to support other people. And, you know, I just, I, I just feel like that was such a gift to learn that as a teenager to, you know, as I got into business and I realized, well, if I want, you know, um, you know, revenue, I got to be, um, I got to come from an abundance mindset. Mindset. I mean, it's, it's, it's not like the secret kind of woo woo, but like, it's, you know, I always joke, I'm not woo woo, but I'm into Wu Tang. Um, it's, <laughs> I just had to say that, no, I know uh, but I'm, I'm, uh, I'm just letting yeah. you get, go with that one too. I'm no, I appreciate even, that it's one. It's a woo woo, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, so just keep on that. So it's what you give, you, you got to give in order to get. So, yep. uh, um, and, and how have you, how have you practiced that and been honest to that through your, uh, the journey? So, so here's yeah. an interesting thing. You know, I, I've been blessed to spend a week with Richard Branson at his house mm. in Switzerland. You know, wow. Mark Cuban invested in my last company. Mm. Um, those were all byproducts of me giving with no expectations, uh, predominantly through hosting founder dinners. You know, last night I, I hosted a speaker dinner with some of the speakers. A lot of people don't realize, like, you know, the thing that entrepreneurs don't have is community and connection. If all you right. do is reach out cold and invite five other entrepreneurs to dinner and sit down and just just break bread and talk. Um, you don't un like we underestimate the value of that to a founder. And th th those situation is the reason why I was even in a position to meet these people and eventually, uh, you know, get more involved from a relationship point of view. And to me, that's a perfect example of you know, meeting my wife, Renee, you know, I mean, that was a mm. byproduct of me offering to Michael McDermott from FreshBooks to ever be helpful. Let me know to him inviting me to speak at an event because he mm. really appreciated the help to right. meeting my wife at that event. I mean, you just can't even make this like it just it connects the dots, but only looking uh. back. Yeah, totally. You do a lot of uh, research before you're you're connecting at conferences like you're at today and meeting with guys like Mark Cuban and Richard Branson. Do, 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 you, do you do a lot of research ahead of time uh, to really, I guess, uh, know them intimately before you actually know them? 
Um, yeah, so my, my process um, is really creating a theme around a, a dinner, and then I use right. kind of other social signals to, to indicate. So obviously, like a speaker dinner, that's a no-brainer, but like I'll host uh, B2B SaaS founder dinners in like you know major cities like Toronto, New York, and San Francisco. And uh-huh. then what I do is I go on AngelList, and I want to see people that are new to the platform but that have a high uh, ranking because that gives me a signal. Or, you know, in, in a, like if you live in Nebraska or Boise, Idaho, and you're like, well, there's no people like me. I would just go on um, the the awards list. Like Startup Canada has an awards list. Like mm-hmm. go find the, co- the companies of the people that have been recognized in their industry. And typically you bring kind of high caliber, successfully driven people. Like the, the conversation takes care of itself. That's what I think a lot of people are scared. They're like, well, what? Yeah. do I have to carry the conversations? No, you just sit back. Like, honestly, I love to talk, but I'm just, I'm just sitting back listening to the interactions and, and, and kind of just seeing people connect on, you know, what's called the uncommon commonalities. Is there um, a, a number that you say, this is the perfect dinner quantity for the night? Yeah. So I've done, I've done everything from 150 person kind of produced events to, you know, four people. And here's the way I think about it. If you have six people, you have one conversation. If you have eight, you have two right. conversations. And then from there. Um, so, I mean, I could spend an hour and a half talking about structures but sure. here's what I will say is the biggest mistake is is sitting down at a table that's too wide and, it's, uh, and, and then not being able to talk to the person in front because then you go sideways conversation which is awkward mm, and mm. it just it, it really strains the voice if you are trying so little little mind so I, I actually will call a restaurant and ask them to measure you know the table can't be wider than X you know inches and so it sounds crazy but it's no different than me making sure that the <laughs> Wi-Fi is good in an airport or at a hotel yeah or at a, on a podcast Exactly. <laughs> Same sort of thing. Dan Martell, I know this is short for us, but uh, I'm fortunate enough to have a one-on-one conversation with you for the last 20 minutes. Thank you for your time, sir. Safe travels back to your family, Renee, and uh, keep doing what you're doing for our country, our province, and, and entrepreneurs. Appreciate your time. Super grateful, Rivers. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you for joining us this week on the Startup Canada podcast, a show dedicated to unlocking the entrepreneurial potential of every entrepreneur with access to inspiring stories and tangible lessons to help you run your business. Want access to resources and support to grow your business? Visit startupcan.ca for the latest startup community news and upcoming events like our popular hashtag Startup Chats on Twitter every Wednesday and Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern. Till next week, I'm Rivers Corbett leaving you with a sneak peek of next week's episode. What's one of the big takeaways that you took from the SAS North? Um, well, you know, it's funny when you're the speaker, you don't always spend as much time listening to the speakers as you wish you could. <laughs> mm, <laughs> you're right, getting ready for right. your own session. But, you know, I I thought it was interesting. There seemed to be a theme really this year around scaling up and doing things at scale. Uh, and so yeah. I like I like that we've gotten past how do we generate more ideas and how do we get more early stage companies? And now we're starting to focus on how do we take the companies that we've got that are doing good things and really make them big, really make them successful and get them to scale up. So I thought there was a neat set of discussions around that, which I thought was kind of a like, yay, it's sort of a sign that our ecosystem is growing up a little bit. You know, we're getting a bit more serious. We've now got a bunch of scaling Mm. companies. And so it's good to see that reflected in the programming. Mm.